Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Angus Gill is a Golden Guitar winner as well as a nominee many times over Three this year alone, he releases music as a solo artist and also collaborates with others. In 2020, he released the album Three Minute Movies with the band Seasons of Change, who worked with Paul Kelly. Now there's a, sing- a new single for Angus and Seasons of Change called Departure and Arrival, and Angus is about to tour extensively around Australia. So I'm going to ask him about pretty much all of that. Hi, Angus. Hey, Sophie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, and yes, a lot to say in the intro because you do a lot of different things. I'm going to try to cover quite a few of them, uh, but I'm going to start by asking you, how did you come to work with Seasons of Change the first time around? Well, I actually I had a whole bunch of songs that I'd written and they didn't fit my usual kind of traditional shtick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd kind of been throwing them into my shows just randomly and, and seeing how the audience reacted to them. And people would come up and go, oh, have you got that, you know, that particular song on a CD or whatever? And I'd go, no, no, I, I don't. And then I kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe there's, uh, uh, you know, an opportunity for me to do them on a project, but but who would I use? You know, what players would I bring in? And then I heard um, PK's Life is Fine album and I thought, you know what? I really, really love that band sound. Wouldn't it be cool if I could try and get all of all of those guys to uh, play on a project of mine? And luckily, I'd met them about a year before through Steve Earle. So I went to catch up with Steve, and he was um, he was touring with with Paul on the um, uh, Life Is Fine tour that they did. And so I, I got introduced to all of the guys in the band. And so I reached out to I think it was Dan Kelly first, and then he kind of put me in touch with a few of the other guys in the band, and and that's how and they all agreed to be on it, thankfully. And and so yeah, that's how that first project come about. And I I nicknamed them um, Seasons of Change because I was looking for um, uh, something to to call this side project because it's not it wasn't just a, a typical kind of Angus Gill project so that's why mm. I, I wanted to to find a name for them. Yeah, right. Um, interesting that you mentioned the songs because the songs on that album are quite a bit darker and tougher lyrically mm. and musically in a lot of ways mm. to other songs you've recorded. So uh, that it suggests to me that. Well, I know you're a prolific songwriter, but you obviously have like little pockets of songs that you keep for certain things. Oh, totally. I'm always trying to find homes for my songs. And and thankfully, every day I kind of get, get closer to, you know, because I'll have things and I'll go, oh, that's a really great song. It'd be awesome if if this particular artist cut that or it'd be great if I had a project that, that would, uh, you know, I could include it in. So, um, yeah, look, I'm always trying to find homes for my songs because um, I write all the time, um, sometimes, you know, with with other professional songwriters sometimes with other artists for other artists Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm doing plenty of writing on my own which I'm really enjoying too but I think that's kind of um you know dependent on on time I've got to kind of set set some time aside for it and I've also got to have uh have an idea that I'm kind of like yeah I, I this is this is a song that I need to work on myself, and sometimes it'll. I can take weeks to find the right idea. Once I've got it, you know, it, it kind of all starts to unravel for me. Mm-hmm. 
do you have like little folders on your desktop for like different types of songs? As in, like, think I might record these songs with, with Seasons of Change, or think I might do this on my own, or do you just tend to put them all in together? And when you have collaborators like Seasons of Change, and then you extract the songs you think will work. Well, my my desktop is a pigsty right now. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. It, it you actually can't. There's there's so many um, icons on there that they're all starting to overlap on top of each other. They're, they're just terrible, Angus. <laughs> but but this computer, there's files everywhere, and and then I get the shits when I can't find them. But no wonder because I try and search for them, and I get you know. So anyway, that's just my life. <laughs> that's my problems to deal with. <laughs> so when you're writing a song do you tend to handwrite lyrics like if you get it oh I'll, actually I'll rephrase that do you tend to get the lyrical idea first or the musical yeah, idea totally so I, I keep a lot of things um on either my notes app and that is relatively organized <laughs> as is my dropbox just everything else is, is just clutter everywhere but um I, I also have a an application that i use where i keep all of my songs um within that application it's really handy it's called master writer um and i i just love it because everything's all in that one spot you can store your work tapes in there you can store your lyrics it's got all built-in dictionaries and rhyming dictionaries and, and right. everything that you need um all in there so um yeah so I, I kind of just you know earmark things and go oh yeah it's, that'd be a good you know song for for a certain artist if it's a bluegrass song uh, i wrote a blue, bluegrass song today which I've, I've got an artist in mind for um mm -hmm. and so you know that's uh, that's what i'm trying to do i'm i'm always going well if i if i'm not going to do something with that who would it suit and you know how do i get it to them and you know blah blah right. blah you know well, you are well connected. Just the fact that you know you met Seasons of Change band members through Steve Earle. Um, I mean, people may think that you're actually 55 or 60 years of age. You're not. You've just met a lot of people at a young age. I'm, I'm an old soul. Let's put it that way. Speaking of Seasons of Change, because I digressed from that, but given how busy you are and they've probably got some things to do as well, uh, was it tricky to schedule some recording time? Oh, super hard. You know, I think we started talking in early October and we didn't get into the studio until almost Christmas. So um, right. finding two days where like we recorded the, the new album, which is coming out later on in the year, over two days. So we did five songs a day. So it was pretty, pretty full on. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I love working with those guys, and and I also love the the, the rawness and uh, the real kind of full band vibe that you get because we didn't track to a click track um, either, and that's it's, it's a pretty common thing with tracking the country stuff is that it's all done to a grid and it's all pretty you know slick and tight and all of that. Whereas this project, um, those guys are kind of used to when they track with. PK because they play so many gigs together they've already got that tightness but they can also be deliberately loose if they choose to um, you know they've they've got that real synergy as a band so they're just used to playing together and, and not having clicks so that was really great as well I really enjoyed that. Did you produce the album because you do a lot of producing too? Yeah I did produce the album. Um, well, that was a short answer, Angus. I was hoping you'd elaborate. I was hoping you'd say, yeah, yeah, like I was planning it for three months and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm just pacing myself. 
<laughs> no, that was that was rude of me to say. I'm not. So the new song "Departure and Arrival" was inspired by Alain de Botton's uh, book, "The Art of Travel," which you were rereading, I believe, when you were inspired. I'm intrigued by the fact that you re- were rereading it. It's quite hard to say that. Um, do you often reread favorite books? Yeah, I kind of do, and, and there was a reason for that because I actually studied that book. I think for my year 12 advanced English course in school and um, and there was some reason I don't I don't know why I particularly um, thought oh I should go back and reread that but I did and I'm I'm glad I did because I'd started um, the the idea that that soon become departure and arrival I think the, the working title was something like somewhere between here and now or somewhere between here and where I want to be or I can't remember what it actually was but uh, I, I wasn't really sold on it but I, I I'd formed formulated an idea from that but um, when I was reading Depart- um, uh, The Art of Travel I had seen uh, there's just something I, I don't know whether I saw the words departure and arrival or whether I just got the inspiration um, mm-hmm. because it's a book about travel and I thought oh somewhere between departure and arrival oh yeah there we go you know. Eddie <laughs> um, any other books inspired songs? Oh all the time I, I think um, I've, I've become a lot more of a, uh, a vivacious reader. Is that the right word? Voracious reader. Oh, reader. Sorry. I think you're crossing vivacious and voracious. That's fine. You know, it's, it's a portmanteau. It's been a long day, a very long day, actually. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've been, I'll rephrase that. I've been a very avid reader over right. the last couple of years. And so I get ideas and titles and phrases and things uh, all the time. And I often read on the iPad so I can kind of highlight the things and it'll store them in a in a separate section. So I can go back and go, oh, it's an interesting phrase. Or And so... Um, and so sometimes I can, uh, these, these phrases or, or, you know, or versions of them um, can kind of find their way into, into songs of mine. Yeah, right. Um, now, the collaboration with Seasons of Change is actually one of many collaborations you've had over the past few years. You mentioned that you've been enjoying writing songs by yourself, but do you think collaboration is your default setting? Well, actually, it's interesting, even though I collaborated with with seasons of change on on this project it's actually there's no duets on this album it's all it's all me and um you know six six of the nine songs are are all mine um a hundred percenters and um three of them uh were written with billy miller out of the ferrets so i wrote the lyrics and he wrote the music um and so it was really great to work that way so so there's a real strong uh, identity of, of me on this on this new album even though it's a you know it, it's a, a kind of a collaboration in terms of sound um so yeah but I, I just i love working with all different kinds of people it's it's such a joy and it's it's really great to be able to hear other artists you know some of whom i admire um or i've, I've grown up loving their music um hearing them sing songs or, or, or lyrics that I've written, it's kind of like, wow, you know, there's like when Steve Earle sung with me on the, the new old me, um, when that when that part comes through, I was just like, man, that is so cool, you know. Um, and, and so I, I really love that. I, I think I think I'm, and same when Melinda Schneider sung on, on Tinsel and a Tangle, I didn't write that song with her. And, and I was just chuffed that she, she loved the song. And when her part comes through, I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know. 
So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy collaboration um, because of, of that kind of surprise, you know, when the parts come through and, and the fact that if an artist agrees to be on something, it's, it's like, well, you know, they, they, they really um, uh, enjoy or, you know, love the song. So, mm. um, yeah, that, that, that is really cool. And I, I just love, you know, I'm obviously producing a lot of artists that I, that I love what they do. And so um, it, it's a perfect kind of marriage in terms of that. And uh, yeah, so I, I do enjoy doing collaborations, but it's good to kind of do things on your own as well. Yeah, I mentioned in the, in the intro that you had three Golden Guitar nominations this year. They were for you as an artist. You had a fourth as a producer for TC Cassidy. I had five this year. Oh, five. Oh, my God. I've really mucked up. Four and one with uh, as a producer with TC. How did I miss the fourth one? Ah, oh, it's just yeah. too hard to keep track. So you've got so many, Angus. There you go. <laughs> but I it must have been. Like, this year. <laughs> I had to do drive of shame. <laughs> sorry, and sorry, you just broke up there a little bit. What did you say? I said that I didn't win any this year. I had to do the drive of shame after the awards. <laughs> I think that's like, yeah, it just seems to be the way it goes. But I think the nominations are very much an acknowledgement of work because it's it's a big field of us. Oh, and it, it is it is what it is. There's so many different factors um, that go into it too. So you know, you've just got to. You win some, you lose some, you know. <laughs> but, look, I think for TC, because that was her first album in many years, that must have been such a thrill for her to be nominated. Oh, she was absolutely ecstatic, you know. Yeah. She's coming into the studio tomorrow. So <laughs> we've got we've got a, a new song to hook up. So I'm just laughing because it's like it's the, like the, the, the cogs of your wheels and whatever are turning all the time. Mm -hmm. Um now, you released the scrapbook as a solo project in 2021, um, and you then released the song Listen to the Country, written and recorded with Kevin Bennett, Dust with Pinksy Jenkins, Waiting for the Boss with Anne Brooksbank, The Easy Way, and there's probably more I've lost track of. None of these were on the scrapbook. Um, so I just, you obviously just, you said you write all the time, but you obviously write and record in between projects. You're not concerned about whether, you know, oh, I have to put this on an album. It actually seems like if these song projects come up, you're just going to do them. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I think because the world is, is so kind of single-based now, um, right. uh, you know, a, a lot of those tracks that I put out last year, they're not they're not winding up on a, on a particular album because they, they kind of, they're all singular entities of themselves. When I do an album project, and I go in to record, you know, all of the tracks over a period of a couple of days, I'm looking at it from a more um, helicopter view of, mm. uh, of what are the common threads between the songs. So I'm really crafting it in terms of a full album, you know, with the songs that all kind of belong together and there's, and there's kind of, you know, similar themes and, and, and symbols and motifs and things kind of, you know, developing too. So... Um, but all of those songs, you know, I, I've got the resources to kind of um, write a song and I go, oh, you know, let's let's put that one out, you know. Yeah, so right. it's kind of become such a, a normal part of our of our world. But you never know; they they might I might find friends for them and <laughs> and they can end up on the on a project of their own, you know. Yeah, right. Um, and the other thing that's noticeable, I think, is that you shift around styles. They're all within country music, but it's not like you're creating the same musical style in a song over and over again. Yeah. Is that because you're curious um, to work with different styles or restless or both? 
Mm. Well, I, I think it's I think it's a bit of both. But a lot of people go, oh yeah, so you've you've tried this and you've tried that. It's like no, I haven't tried. I've did it. They were important stepping stones in, in terms of my career. But I think um, the main reason uh, why I've I've done it is I don't believe in trying to recreate the same project over and over and over again because it just leads to you getting a bit stale, you know. Right. And, uh, and and I love bluegrass music. I wrote a bluegrass song today, but I, I was really proud of the of the scrapbook and and um, and kind of and what that achieved for me was was quite unexpected, really. Because um, you did win a gold guitar. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. But uh, but you know, we had I think three number ones from that from that album. Um, it and you know went to number one on the ARIA charts and it really connected with um, a lot of people which I was extremely grateful for um, and I, I didn't expect it to kind of have the success that it did but I, I don't want to, I, I didn't want to kind of go and try and write a follow-up album straight after putting that one out because I, I just think that, uh, you know, I had written several bluegrass songs over the last year or so but I, I just didn't, it, it just wasn't kind of uh, worth trying to recreate that that project um, when I was really proud of of, of that that uh, album as a whole. But mm. I would love to do another bluegrass album, you know, somewhere further down the track. But but not right now, you know. And I yeah. think it's it's always about keeping it fresh. And and I think uh, thankfully my audience is becoming accepting of, of me going. Okay, well, you know, I, I really believe. You've got to have a slightly different focus for, for um, you know, each project that you do. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? You know, if you're just trying to regurgitate, you know, it's like reconstituted apple juice. You know, <laughs> if you're just trying to do the same thing over over again. So that's 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 my take on it. And it's also the fact that um, I'm an artist. A lot of artists that I look up to. You know, including people like Steve Earle and Paul Kelly and Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and all of that. One of the things that I really love about their their work is is that you can dive into an album and, and then you listen to the album after that, and, and they're not trying to kind of redo the same thing. They're they're always trying to explore new territory, and I really really admire that. Even Keith Urban, you know, he's 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 been great with that. You know, you've really seen, and and sometimes people mightn't always like the the. The direction that you're you're heading in, they might prefer your old stuff, and that's fine. But they can always go back to their old stuff. You know? yeah, right. I mean, uh, partly I've asked that question because in looking at your body of work, and it is extensive. And as I said, you're not 55 or 60; yeah. you are still a young man. Um, I'm curious about what the bigger project is because it's not. Uh, you know, and I think the the curiosity and the relentlessness. Oh, or restlessness, sorry, is part of it, but you're relentlessly creative. That's what I was trying to say. Um, as you're saying, you're right constantly, you're recording, you're releasing. I do get the sense that it's, that it's because you're interested in documenting as much of life as you can. There's certainly a lot of different experiences of life in your songs and also not trying but doing a lot of different things, and that's your motivation or one of them. Mm, yeah, that's that's totally it. You know, it's it's about you 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 live, you learn, you you meet people, you have all of these ideas, and, and it's you know, as I said, it comes to being an artist and a, and a creative person. You just can't shut it out. You know, I, I go to bed at night and I've, I I can't shut it out. You know, 
So um, I, I don't I don't make a new album because I feel I I have to make a new album. Mm-hmm. I, I I do it because there's no other option. You know, you, uh, you kind of just go, oh, you know, I've I've got all these songs. I I, I need to need to do that. And and I, I I do also get a lot of feedback um, from from people that I really trust that I know are going to tell me um, the truth and nothing but that. And and that's a big uh, important part of of my my process and my and my quality control. <laughs> so um, no, I, I really there's a there's a couple of people. Um, I've always believed in having my own circle of people that I can I can send things to, and there's a couple of people that that will tell me um, that uh, you know if something's if something's resonating with them or if it's not and why, um, and, and that's a really helpful part in my in my creative process as well. Um, and yeah, I I really do think that that you you need that, even though sometimes it's 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 not easy to to hear the bad stuff. But but when if I have a feeling, if if the few people in in my circle all agree on something, I I have a, a fairly good idea that I've got something strong there, you know, because. Uh, you know, the, the other thing is, I always find release day can be quite anticlimactic because you work so much up to 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 create something, and then you put it out, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, it's out now. You know, like you've you've done all of this work in the weeks leading up, and now it's out. It's like, oh, okay, so what now? You know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it's it's really you you sometimes need to be able to find because. You know, people will will tell you, oh, you know, you put something out, and people go, oh, that's great, that's great, oh, fan- fantastic, you know. But um, but sometimes I, I think you really can get those pat on the backs, and you can really accept that pat on the back when it comes from someone that 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 know that's that's in that's in the industry, that's a songwriter themselves that you respect, mm-hmm. and and if they think it's a great song, you you really know that you've you've got a great product regardless of of whether it wins awards or or mm-hmm. uh, or charts well or something you know I, I think you've just got to always you, you bruce springsteen says you, you need to know that you're the, the baddest ass in town but you suck at the same time <laughs> i think it's really good because you know it keeps your ego in check if if one thing overtakes the other that's when everything starts to go downhill i believe so you know you you need to have that 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 yin and yang you've you've got to keep yourself honest and and uh, and down to earth yeah it is a hard balance to strike um but you are doing it because you are producing all this great music but i'm just curious you said you know you write songs because you know you can't shut off that creativity have you ever wished you could Shut it off. No, no, no. Uh, I, well, I, only when I can't sleep. Right. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. You're like the guy, oh, I'll just get the, like, voice memo. Um, I, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, have I really got to get up and write this down, you know. But anyway, yeah. it, it is it, it is what it is. Um, there's worse problems. There's worse problems that I could have, including lack of sleep yeah. <laughs> and lack of ideas, uh, which does happen to some people, uh, yeah. not to you. Um, now you're about to take off around Australia on a 23 date tour. For some of these shows, you'll be with two Kevins, Welsh and Bennett. How did that lineup come about? Well, uh, obviously KB and I um, have, have been working, you know, with listen to the country but uh, we're also both friends with Kevin Welsh and uh-huh. I saw that, that KB and 
and uh, KW were doing show together, um, I think late last year. And um, a couple of venues had approached me to do kind of a, well, you know, had, had went through, had, had approached my pe their people, had, you know, spoke to my people. And so I, I said to Kevin, I said, it'd be good to do a, you know, riders in the round, a couple of dates with you on this. Um, you know, do you, do you think we could, we could possibly get K, KW on it too? And so then I sent him a, I, I gave him a call or sent him a text and then, and then, uh, uh, KB spoke to him too and so we, we kind of locked that all in and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing those shows. Um, it's going to be some, some great songs, some great stories and a few laughs along the way and then uh, you know I'm doing the other however many shows that we're doing within those 23 dates. Um, you know Pixie Jenkins is coming out on the road with me and, and that show is, is a real lot of fun to do. Um, we we had a sold out show in Tamworth this year, and that was just an absolute blast and and a real thrill. Um, and there's plenty of laughs in that show, and, and some poignant moments, some high energy moments, and yeah. uh, and some and some great storytelling too. So uh, yeah, I really can't wait to hit the road again. And for those people who are interested in seeing you with the two Kevins, I think that's only four shows out of your 23. So people need to check. Yeah details that's it that's it people keep going oh when are you coming to you know Geraldton or you know it's like that's it <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah. Or, that is it <laughs> you know? well because you know it is it is a, a big country to traverse yeah. when you're putting on a show and you've got to maintain your energy levels but um I suppose yes some people will be saying why aren't you come to coming to visit us how do you pick your locations for a tour like this oh look it's there's a number of factors like you know, people are always kind of saying, "Oh, can you can you come here? Can you can you come there?" And then we're kind of looking at which uh, which places are popular on on the, the current kind of touring circuit, and and also the viability too. You know, it's obviously harder to organise a tour over in Perth because mm -hmm. you've got production involved and all of that, and you can't kind of you know you've really got to fly over there, um, and, and then so there's there's all of these kind of you know, factors that, that make it more costly if you're touring to places like that. But if you can get around by car and, and I'm, I really don't love flying, even though I've got a song called departure and arrival. I really, I'm <laughs> not a big fan of flying and, and musicians are getting gear lost left, right and center. So, right. um, and when I'm traveling with, with several different instruments and, and bits of gear, I'd prefer to be able to, um, to, to know where it is. And I kind of feel a bit nude without my car. So I, I like to know where it is, you know. So, well, look, that's a viable reason. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's why we're not playing Perth anytime soon. We're not in the future, but, you know, that's, that's the other thing we like. Um, I, I like to, Caswell actually says, keep it small and own it all. And, and I, I like that theory, particularly in terms of touring, because touring's, touring's tough, you know. Um, it, it's, uh, it's very, it's very rewarding, but, but being, um, you know, one of few, few people that are touring original live, live music in, in this day and age, you know, there's, there's not many of us, you know, yeah. really when you, when you look at the grand scheme of things, there's a hell of a lot more tribute shows and, and other things going around than there is original acts. So, you know, we are kind of treading the boards in, in in a way, um, but it's worth it when the shows finally come together, and yeah. and, and you step out there on on the night. Um, it, it it is it makes all of the hard work really worth it.
Yeah. And gee, as an audience member, it is so great seeing original live music, particularly by Australian artists, for me at least. But now I'm going to change the subject completely uh, because on social media, you revealed recently that you have a digital voice recorder a la Kel Knight from Kath and Kim. And uh, you did come up with the mango and guava sausage. I'm wondering if there are any other sausages that you've come up with in the meantime. Oh, no, no, there wasn't. That that was the first one that came to mind. But I could think of a million different combinations, revolting combinations. <laughs> I just I was working, you went, went I with fruit for the sausage. <laughs> oh, well, you, you know, because when you, when you mix meat and fruit, it's always a disgusting <laughs> outcome. So, you know, it's, um, uh, I had, I produced a, a comedy, I wrote and produced a, a comedy album project a couple of years ago uh, with my good friend Bev Killick and we had a whole you know, bunch of other comedians, Zach Marlon, Husey and, you know, Jeff Green and the list goes on and on. Um, and uh, and we had this um, segment. I didn't make the album, but it was just Bev and I doing these, uh, I think we called it weird sandwich combinations and right. we're reading out, you know, a, a list of, of the, the most horrendous sandwich combinations on the mic. So I've got a soft spot for, you know, things that are, uh, quite incongruous. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what was it? Mango and mango and guava. Mango and sausage. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Look, it's when one has the digital voice recorder, one has to channel Kel Knight. That is the only option. You really, you really do. <laughs> uh, and if people want to see you channeling Kel Knight onto Angus Gill, they can go to your website and find out where you are playing. In the meantime, there is the song Departure and Arrival. There's an album coming later this year. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Oh. Oh, <laughs> we had a pause. Can you hear me? Sorry, I was just, just breaking up. Oh, I did the round up. I said thank you very much for your time. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. It was, a, it was always a blast chatting to you, Sophie. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.